There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 23 of the Digital Freemason. For the week of April 10th, 2006. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my journey through the world of short Masonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge Number 59 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. If you're new to the uh, Digital Freemason here in the last little while, it's um, we've slowly been trying to bring around some changes and uh, make things a little bit better. And I hope that they've been apparent. If they haven't been apparent, then, uh, then uh, either it's been subtle or uh, it hasn't been effective. But regardless of that, it's... Um, I probably made a mistake when I was excited opening up that fortune cookie a couple weeks ago that said, may you live in interesting times. It's um, been a bit of a maelstrom of a uh, of activity around the, uh, the house here and as, as well as at work. And it uh, looks like hopefully by May things should be clearing up to some degree. So at least in, uh, in my neck of the woods, today's topic is... Uh, it's rather apropos as uh, it deals a lot with uh, the sojourning or traveling mason and what are the responsibilities and what needs to be done for in order as a sojourner as well as uh, hosting a sojourner uh, brother. This paper was uh, included as part of the short talk bulletins and was adapted from a presentation uh, that was put on in 1981 by Most Worshipful Brother Raymond Bachman, who was the uh, Grand Master of uh, Grand Lodge of Illinois deals with, what does it deal with? It deals with, well, deals with what should be done as part of it, if you are a sojourner, as well as really sort of the commitment it takes to bring in a, um, out of the cold, a, a traveling brother, and what you need to do to make him feel welcomed. So, with that, I will uh, get this underway, get this done, and get on with my own sojourning here for the uh, remainder of April. In a discussion of the subject of Masonic education for sojourners, we need, first of all, to determine what their word sojourner means. The Random House Dictionary defines the word as to stay for a time and a place, live temporarily, a temporary stay, rest, or stay. When we refer to a sojourner in the Masonic fraternity, we think of one who is away from his home lodge. He may be in another part of his own area, from another area, or even another country. It is very evident that man has always had a responsibility to the sojourner, even before the existence of Freemasonry. We we read in Leviticus, As if stranger sojourners with thee in your land, ye shall not vex him. But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and thou shalt love him as thyself. In Hebrews, one of the most poetic biblical phrases tells of the reward of entertaining sojourners. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. During that period when all members of the craft were operative masons, as set forth by the Regis poem, members were bound by many rules of moral conduct. There is also strong evidence that masons had a word which was used as a means of recognition. It was known as the Mason's Word. A means of recognition was necessary because Masons did travel a great deal to be employed in the cathedral construction projects. 
Resident masons were duly bound to give shelter to these travelers, to feed them, and to give them money to be able to travel. It was then important and helpful to be a member of the craft while sojourning away from home. With the passage of time, the necessity of belonging to a special group to gain sustenance has become less urgent. As a result, it becomes more difficult and in some cases impossible to locate the sojourner. There are some avenues, however, that provide some assistance. Many of our appendant bodies do not require a petitioner to be a member of the local lodge. If access can be gained to their records, even sojourners in their membership can be located. This is probably one of the easier courses to pursue. Many communities have an individual who welcomes each new family as they move into that community. They usually present them with their new surroundings. It is simple for this individual to determine whether or not the new family has any fraternal ties. Possibly, this is a good place to mention something not to do. A certain individual received a publication from a lodge outside of his grand lodge's jurisdiction, and folded inside was a similar piece addressed to an individual of another side of town. He did not know this man, but he drove to the home to deliver the publication. No one was home, so he placed the publication in the mailbox. He gave the name and address of the master of his lodge so that he could call or write his brother to invite him to the lodge. Several months later, he asked his master if the sojourner had visited lodge. The master said he had not con yet been contacted. Something like this is hard to believe and is inexcusable. Many sojourners, of course, look up their local lodge as soon as possible after arriving in a new community. They enjoy the fellowship found among their brethren and helps them to immediately get acquainted with others and to develop family friendships. Notices in local newspapers concerning special events such as past Master's Night, Pancake Breakfast, and other social events will attract some sojourners. Another likely place to meet sojourners is at your place of employment, particularly in a manufacturing area that attracts new people. Sojourners can often be found in a church where you attend. They will usually be identifiable by a pin or ring which they wear. This gives a topic of which a conversation can be initiated and an acquaintance made. After the sojourner is found, what is it to be our relationship with him? First and foremost, certainly will be to offer up fellowship. We can invite him to lodge functions as well as those appendant bodies which both of us are members of. Oftentimes, he may be able, he may be able and desirous of participation in the conferral of degrees. He may have some special ability that he would like to share and that would be advantageous to the local lodge. There are some who think that a concerted effort should be made to get the sojourner to transfer his membership. He may have sentimental reasons for not transferring his membership, or he may expect to move back at some t future time. Also, some jurisdictions require a certain number of years of continuous membership before they can be eligible to live in the home for the aged. Dual membership can perhaps be pursued if the brother can afford it. This would allow him to hold any office in his new lodge if he so desires. It is the advantage of the sojourner mason to make himself known to the local lodge for different yet similar reasons for those of the cathedral builder. Here he has someone who can give him immediate help and assistance in an emergency. Until his local lodge can be contacted, 
Contact with his home lodge can be made by the local lodge if he should be incapable of doing it himself. If the sojourner has some special ability, he may find an outlet for it and with his newly found brethren to their mutual satisfaction and education. Lastly, there is a tremendous opportunity for the transfer of knowledge between the sojourner and his newly discovered brethren. It is particularly true if he should be from another part of the country or even a different country altogether. Masonry is taught in many different ways in all the different parts of the world, and even though the ultimate lessons are the same, both the sojourner and the local brethren can exchange information and both learn more about masonry and be better equipped to live and practice the profession. We all learn from others because every man knows something we do not. I see you've traveled some, wherever you may chance to be, wherever you may roam, far away in foreign lands, or just at home, sweet home. It always gives you pleasure, it makes your heart string hum, just to see the words of cheer, I see you've traveled some. When you get the brother's greeting, and he takes you by the hand, it thrills you with a feeling that you cannot understand. You feel that bond of brotherhood, that aids that's sure to come, when you hear him say in a friendly way, I see you've traveled some. And if you are a stranger, in a strange land alone, if fate has left you stranded, dead, broke, and far from home, oh, it's grand and glorious feeling, it thrills you, makes you dumb. When he says with a grip of fellowship, I see you've traveled some, and with your final summons comes to take that last long trip, Adorn your lambskin apron white with gems of fellowship. The tiler at the golden gate, with a square and rule and plum, will size your pin and say, Walk in, I see you've traveled some. So, Most Worshipful Brother Bachman has some thoughts on traveling masons. Um, I'd just like to put a bit of, bit of a plug in myself here for uh, even just visiting uh, masons. Yeah, I know here in Calgary we have a number of different lodges that are in three, diff four different temples, and I like to try and get out and do some visiting and and meet with the brethren even within Calgary or around Calgary in the surrounding towns, and I see that as uh, I'll say mini sojourning, if uh, if you please. It something about going out and visiting different lodges and seeing how they do things and taking back what uh, some of the good stuff they they do and. Uh, Putting it into your lodge, more importantly, I think a lot of times you find out that your lodge is doing a lot of very good things, but because you're working in isolation, you really don't know that. Uh, and that's one of the good things that I like about, uh, I guess I'll say the internet, is being able to do digital free visitation. I know a lot of people have come and visited uh, the King George website, uh, either just trolling around or as part of this uh, coming to visit after this podcast. And the virtual visitation is uh, is a nice way of doing it. Met some really great people, as well as I met some great people just going and visiting other lodges. I'm not sure if it's due to just a comfort level or what it is, but it always seems to be the same few people that are visiting all the different lodges. And whether uh, people don't have time or whether they just don't have the inclination, I think there should be more visitation within lodges. Um, now, be it whether your local lodges are actually sojourning out. And uh, and dealing with those other different lodges in different areas, there's a uh, there's a wealth of knowledge out there that can be found just by visitation. So think about doing that. Think about here in the next month or so, going and finding a different lodge that is 
someplace that you've, you've never been before, and quite likely someone with a group of people that you don't know. I know when I got my Master Mason's certificate, uh, part of the package was a um, Masonic passport, which had all the uh, lodges listed in it in a nice little passport format. And I've slowly been chipping away trying to get to as many uh, of the lodges as I can. And in sort of a warped way, like collecting baseball cards, trying to get as many of the uh, lodge seals stamped inside my passport. So I don't think I'll ever be able to reach them all. But still, it's a uh, nice way to sort of go through there and keep track of all the th- places that I've gone and sort of a little bit of a drive to get me to keep going and visiting other lodges. And it's it's been a great advantage from that standpoint. Anyway, I'm Scott. I've been your host. Uh, if you'd like to leave any comments, you can either visit our website at www.kinggeorgelodge.com or you can email me at podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and good luck in your sojourning here over the next, this spring and uh, this summer while you're on vacation. Think about it. There's a lot of lodges that aren't dark during the summertime. Find them out.